Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, hopefully you can hear me. Um, if not, I'm assuming Chris will be texting me pretty quickly, letting me know he can't hear me. Uh, we actually uh, had some audio difficulties the other night, so uh, we just assume that's when God just wants you to speak to him. So um, I'm not really sure how this is going to go tonight, So, but I trust that the Holy Spirit has a plan. Um, he already knows who's going to be listening. Um, if the Bible says the eyes of the, the Lord go to and fro the earth, seeking with whom he may show him, make himself, show himself strong. I'm thinking of the... Uh, You know, in the Old Testament, where the prophets, the Lord asked, who will we send? And he stood up and said, I'll go. So one of the, there's a lot of reasons we did this broadcast. The first one, of course, as always, is to bring glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. To, because everything we should do, every word, every action, every deed, is for His glory and His alone. You know, the Bible declares that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The kingdoms, the nations, the universe itself, everything belongs to Him. I was thinking today that, you know, in the if you watch the news a lot, there's always like arguments and discussions and so much politics about this leader and this leader and this leader and who's going to do this and what decisions are going to be made and how it'll affect whoever. And in the long run, it, you know, it doesn't matter because our life is but a vapor. It says every man is appointed once to die and after that, the judgment. And if you stop just for a second and you incline your ear to heaven Fix your eyes upon him who is the beginning and the end. You'll realize that there's only one king of kings. There's only one ruler. There's only one Lord. The son of God, Jesus, whom the father has exalted and given the name that is above every name. In heaven and on earth and under the earth, above all principalities and powers, above all mights and rulers, is the name of Jesus, the Son of God. And it is him who every single one of us will stand before on that final day. And every one of us will stand before him. As it says, and they will see him who they have pierced. So I started, um, before I do, um, we do these broadcasts, um, I like sometimes sit around and like uh, with the Lord and try to figure out like what he's speaking to at that particular moment. Because, you know, in our lives individually, um, as a corporate body of believers, as the church, because we're the body of Christ. 
um, were the bride of Christ. Um, but for even individually or corporately, there's seasons. There's times and seasons in our lives where the Lord is doing particular works in our lives. There's different directions. There's the flow of the spirit, the way that the Lord is moving the word that he's speaking out. There's, you know, one way you can know this is, uh, is be, be in a church and have the Lord lay on your heart something to speak or to proclaim or something that he's like speaking to you on the inside or even in corporate prayer. And then you're like hesitant and for whatever reason and, um, you know, no condemnation with the Lord, but then someone else will give the same prayer or someone else will have the same message. You'll see this with preachers a lot and pastors is that God will lay the same message upon multiple people's hearts at the same time. Um, because he's just speaking out from heaven, declaring his love for the children, his children on earth. I mean, declaring his love for the sinners, for the saints, for everybody, declaring his plans and his purposes. You know, the Bible says the Lord does nothing, nothing unless he reveals it to the servants, the prophets. Because God desires, the Father desires to have a fellowship with us. He desires to bring us into the work because it's not the father up there doing work and we're sitting down here and just watching him do everything, which we do. We see the work of his hand and everywhere we turn and everything that's going on, we see him moving constantly, but he wants to bring us into his work. You know, what, do, what do you name me? The, what does the scripture says? It says, what is the temple? What is the house that you will build for me since my hands have created all things? It says, what is man that you are mindful of him? But the father desires to bring his children in to work with us um, through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to have us do the same works that Jesus said. I mean, he said, go out and preach that the kingdom of God is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. I mean, freely have been given, freely, I mean, freely receive, freely give. And and so the Lord commands us to go out, proclaim his word, declare the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, it says, it says the time is far past asleep to cast off the work of darkness. To the, Jesus said that the time of sleeping is over with. And, you know, it is because the, the trumpets are sounding and Jesus is coming back. Um it says as a thief in the night and you know, I'm here to tell you wherever you are in this world listening that Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, the son of David, he is coming back. He is returning as his word is declared. I mean, the Bible says that no man knows the day or the hour, but the father who is in heaven and he's waiting because, you know, the Bible says that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And, you know, what does the scripture says in, uh, in the book of John? Uh, if you turn really fast to the first chapter of John, of, uh, sorry, if you turn to the first chapter of John, um, chapter one, verse nine, it says, and I love the book of John. It says that was, that was the true light, Jesus, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He, Jesus was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him, but as many as received him to them, 
he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of the not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, all throughout the New Testament, the scribes and the Pharisees, they're coming up to Jesus and they're asking for signs and wonders and prove who you are. I mean, the devil is like, if you're the son of God, turn this, uh, this stone into bread. Um, and the Pharisees are like, if you are who you say you are, like, let's see a sign. Let's see something. And they're like, well, show us the Father, and it'll be sufficient for us. And he's sitting there telling them, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. Because they couldn't see and they couldn't understand. And their ears has had been closed. And their hearts had been shut by the sin of this world, by pride, by whatever. Um, but God is all about the heart. God is all about taking those that stony heart. The Bible says, remove my stony heart and give me a new heart. And the Lord is all about giving you a new heart, giving you a new heart that seeks him and longs for him. You know, I was reading Psalms, uh, uh, in Psalms 119, it says, how can a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed according to your word with my whole heart? I have sought you. Let me not wander from your commandments. And it says your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. You know, we talk, um, a lot about, um, relationship and, you know, um, the original title of this message, because when you know you have a message, you have to give it a title and like a direction. And my direction is pretty much, pretty much whatever the Holy Spirit says, and that's the direction we're going to end up going. Um, but the original, like, um, the original title was going to be "If I May Seek Your Face," and I was um, in Hebrews chapter ten. And, you know, it says, this is the covenant that I will make with them in those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds, I will write them. And then he said, their sins and their laws, these I will remember no more. Now, where there is a remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession, the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And so I had, I had this idea that, um, Holy Spirit willing that I wanted to, um, speak just a little bit on, um, on prayer. Um, and cause you know, we believe Chris and I, um, we believe that no one's different than any others. I mean, there's, it wasn't like that Paul was great and Peter was great. The only person Jesus said, why do you call anyone good? No one's good, but the father. And this is Jesus himself, the word of God, the word of life actually saying, why do you call me good? No one is good, but the father, but you know, there's no difference in 
how the Holy Spirit works on people's lives is pretty much if you're willing to submit yourself to him, if you spend time with him and you allow his presence to come upon you and you allow his presence to flow through you. The Bible says, I, like it talks about rivers of living water coming out because you have your body is the vessel this sanctified vessel for God. And when his word is coming through you, then it's pouring out of you and everywhere you go and everything you touch um, is affected and changed by his glory. Um, but we, at times we, we talk about prayer and, you know, it's, it's, we see people who, and we talk about intercession and I wanted to go into that for a minute. Um, you know, back when we used to do this show a long time ago, I had this big map of the world Um up on my wall and I don't know what happened to it. And it was great because like I could like look during the show, I could look at this map and see all the nations of the earth. So praying and you can visualize the nations. And so I had to pull it up on like Google to get a map of the world. And, um, but going into intercession, um, something the Lord taught me a long time ago. Um, I went into, I was at CFNI, which is Christ for the nations. And, America, um, which is a Bible college. And, you know, the Lord called me at a really, really early age. Um, like it was, it's, it's insane how early the Lord called me and put his hand upon me, sort of like Jeremiah. <laughs> and just, I mean, really quick is that, you know, when I was a kid, one of our punishments was like standing in the corner or sitting in the corner or whatever, because me and my brother, we were like, we were bad. We were like bad kids. Um, my kids have nothing on me and my brother. But, you know, like one time I was sitting in the in the corner and calling, just crying out to God. And I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know anything about God. I didn't know anything about sin or the world or anything. All I knew was, you know, this person who I was like crying out to didn't know Jesus wasn't actually saved. Um but just like my heart was just continually crying out for him. And, you know, there was this big family Bible that um, we had in our house. Like, I don't know if you were, if you have one of those old fashioned houses and where you had this big Bible that weighed like 6,000 tons. Um, but, you know, there was a Bible that was sitting in there and I was like, just in there flipping through it because I was bored. And I came across one of the, um, one of the books, I believe, it was either Peter or John or Mark. I don't even remember, but it's, it was Paul, but he said, it said, Paul called to be an apostle to the gospel. And it said in parentheses, um, gospel. And then right after the word gospel, I had a parentheses and it said, God offers sinful people eternal life. Now, the funny thing is, is I, I've gone back and searched those, all the books in the Bibles in that house and couldn't find them. So I don't know how that just appeared to a young kid, but I, at an early age, I learned to trust him that he was going to be there. I mean, he's the only person I knew. I mean, he's the only friend I had growing up and it became to the point where we developed this relationship. Um, but, you know, as you grow into your relationship with the Lord, you still have to learn confidence. You have to learn boldness. You have to learn his words, so his words dwelling inside of you. But when I got to Christ for the Nations, um, I didn't know a lot about prayer. I mean, I I'd had experiences um spirit. I, I had seen God had, like, put me in positions and blessed me to be around amazing men and women of God. I had people praying for me before I even knew who God was. And God had like ordered my life for his 
praise and for his glory. But when I got the Christ for the nations, he did this thing where they're like wanting us to sign up for, um, for like prayer. Cause they had a 24 hour prayer watch there. And, you know, I'm like a young Christian and I'm all excited. And, you know, you're in the presence of God 24 hours a day, um, at Christ for the nations. So, cause you're always, you do, you do your classes and then you have these worship services and then you have more classes and more worship services. And so you're all excited and you're on fire for God and everybody comes in and they're like, we're going to get up and we're going to go save the world. And we're going to do all these amazing feats for the Lord. Um, but you don't really know what you're talking about for the most part, because you never actually experienced it. It's all in your head and you've never had to like put your faith to your actions. And but I remember, like, I signed up for this overnight, um, a two-hour overnight uh, prayer watch. And me and my roommate at one point, some other people, and so you're, you're exhausted. It's the middle of the night, and you, you go into this room. It doesn't matter how cold it is or whatever else or how tired you are, and you go in, and, you know, you're the watchman. You're the person there called to look out over the world and to pray and to intercede for the nations and declare the word of the Lord over the nations. And I learned that it's not a specific few. God's called everybody to be intercessors. God's called, because, you know, we were talking over the last um, couple episodes of the show, we've been talking about we are called to be Christ-like. We're called not just to be Christ-like, but to have his character. And we develop that character when we spend time with him. And, you know, it says he, he in heaven, he lives to make intercession for us. And we, in return, make intercession for the nations. And, you know, this is to go get uh, – sorry, I got sidetracked for a second. But so I wanted to explain this, like – if you want to pray and you want to intercede, it doesn't take anything. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is trust the Lord, trust his word to be true, trust that he hears us because the Bible says those who come to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so when you're praying and you're interceding, whether it's for your neighborhood or it's for your church or for your community or for your government or for your family or for that kid that has like gone far away from the Lord or the spouse or whoever it is, or whether the Lord has laid upon your heart, another nation like China, you know, all it takes is for you, you know, pull out a map on the internet and take your hand. And, you know, when I was a kid, they always used to say, like when I was watching, like, church on tv they'd always say reach out your hand to the screen and i was like okay that's stupid and silly but then i realized it wasn't so much the act of reaching your hand out toward the screen and it wasn't that there was something magical in that it was the fact that your faith is being extended because you're actually doing something you know every time if you go through the new testament when the disciples healed people which was through the power of god you know peter and is walking and he sees the blind man or the layman and the, and the guy's asking for money and alms. And Peter's like, look at me. And he said, uh, he said, silver and gold, I don't have, but what I do have, I give you. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the man got up and walked. But the man had to actually put an action behind his faith. 
and you know Peter and it, it, I, I love Peter because he's the perfect example of the Christian because you know he walked with Jesus he was chosen by God you know Jesus comes up and he's like hey Peter you you're the one come here follow me and you know Peter's all excited and if you look through what happened with Peter and Jesus over and over again, I mean, he's learning all this stuff. And, you know, like we talked about the other day and Jesus asking, who, who am I? And Peter's like, you're the Christ, the son of God. And Jesus is like, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. My father revealed this to you. But then right around the corner, you see Jesus talking about being crucified which he tried to tell his disciples and explain to them what the word was and the prophecy had to be fulfilled and the word had to be fulfilled and the son of man had to die because if he couldn't die, he couldn't, couldn't be resurrected. He couldn't send the Holy spirit. And, you know, he turns Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. And then later when Jesus is picked up in the garden and arrested, you know, Peter goes in with him and, but the, girl at the door is like, aren't you, aren't you that person fought with Jesus? And aren't you one of his disciples? And Peter kept going, no, that's not me. I don't know who you're talking about because in those moments, the fear just rose up in him. And, but then the same Peter later on, after he would receive power from the father, was able to look at a man who was lame and say, what I have, I give you. And what he had was the promise of the Father. What he had was the word of God, which the same word has been given to us. So, you know, put your hand forth, take, take, pick, pull out a map, put your hand on a nation. It doesn't matter which nation. And just start praying and just start interceding and just start trusting the Lord. Cry out for the children. Cry out for the old people, for the young people. It doesn't matter. I mean, just find out what God has laid upon your heart and just start calling out to him. Start crying out to him for his word to be fulfilled, for his word to be done, for his promises to be fulfilled. You know, you don't have to be in the same room with someone to have them get healed. You know, there's people on the other side of the world who you can pray for and never even know their name, never see their face. But, you know, it's the same Holy Spirit. You know, the, the centurion said to Jesus, he said, my kid's sick. I need you to heal my kid. And Jesus is like, okay, I'm on my way. And he's like, no, don't. Just speak your word and they'll be healed. And they were. Um so we're going to go into worship for just a second. We're going to get back into the word in just a minute. So stay with us. God. 
Welcome back, everybody. Um, yeah, we're going to go back into worship in a second. Um, I want to spend some time um, talking about what it means to seek his face, what it means to go before him. Um, before I get into that, um, I'm just going to take a minute. This is completely off, like, talking about but I want to talk about tithing and sowing and reaping for a second um you know through my relationship with him through my Christian life um you learn these valuable lessons about your relationship with him like no matter what you do, no matter where you go, he's always there. He never changes. The heavens and the earth could disappear and he'll still remain. The mountains can be destroyed and the whole world could erupt in chaos. And it doesn't matter what happens. He is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. One of the – and another thing is I learned – that he keeps his promises from generation to generation when he's spoken a word over your life, whether it's through a prophet or whether it's through scripture or you pick up the Bible and you start reading and there's a verse you come across and the Holy Spirit takes that verse and he makes it become alive to you and your soul just lights up because God has taken the scripture and he's just made it explode inside of you. He always, always keeps his promises. He's not a man that he should lie. And the other, one of the other things is, is about, you know, it's about tithing and about sowing. And, you know, as we live our lives, we live under this blessing of grace. I remember I was went to visit one of my friends from California a long time ago. And, you know, I went to take a shower and on their shower wall, they had this little like card and it said, God blesses me not because I'm good, but because he's good. And, you know, the father loves to pour out blessings upon us. And we live in grace, which is the unmerited favor of God. Nothing that we could deserve. It's just his his love being poured out upon us. It says a father giving good, talking about giving good gifts to his children. You know, everything we have, this whole world, everything belongs to him. Nothing belongs to us. You know, my car, my house, the money from my job, everything is because of him. It's from him. And in return, it's for him. You know, the Bible talks about giving the first fruits of your increase to him and it's not some ritualistic thing it's not you have to give this and you have to give this it's like it should be an outpouring of your heart to take what is yours and to give it back to the lord 
whether it's giving like the first 10% of your income to, or whatever to the father in church, or whether it's walking down the street and seeing someone who's homeless or seeing some kid in need or some old person or some, or whatever, you know, Jesus talked about feeding the hungry and visiting people in prison. And it's about taking what's God's given us, including our time. You know, I'm, constantly amazed that every second that ticks by of our day is gone forever. Every second, every minute is unique in eternity. And what we do with our time is just as important as what we do with our resources, what we commit our time to. Um, what are our priorities? I mean, the Bible says where a man's money is, there his heart is. And, you know, but it's the same with our time. It, when you start to really seek after the Lord, you know, David said he would lay in his bed, sleep withheld from him, desiring the Father. And so you need to learn, we all need to learn to commit to him everything, not only our money and our time, but our bodies, our minds, you know, our, our entire thought process should be set apart to him. So, you know, take it. I mean, I mean, I trust the Holy spirit to take whatever words and just like, make him have meaning, making him become alive to you um, so that he can speak into your heart. Um, we're going to go into worship for just a few minutes and come back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about um, about relationship and spending time with him and seeking his face. Jacob really longed to be a hero But all I really wanted was a friend I'm the way, the life, the truth Tell me, Jacob When will the light end? Does the striving make you strong? Cause when I came to love on you You fought me
Yeah. 
Father, open the eyes of your children. Father, open the eyes of your people. Let their eyes of their hearts be flooded with light, that they would know you, that they would know your calling, they would know your purpose. Holy Spirit, that you would speak to each person Isaiah 61 says, and I'm declaring this over all of you, it says the spirit 
of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. It goes on to say, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord, that he may, glor- may be glorified. If you go back to chapter 42, it says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you in you as a covenant to the people as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, to those who sit in darkness from the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell them, I tell them to I tell you of them. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you coastlands and you inhabitants of them. Says in chapter forty three, verse one, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And and through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Father, we cry out for you. Lord, we turn our eyes from worthless things and incline our hearts to you. Holy Spirit, teach us. Jesus, reveal Jesus to us. Teach us to walk in your ways. Hide your word into our hearts, Father. Strengthen us with might. And our inner man. Lord, give us boldness to fight the bears, to fight the lions. Give us boldness to stand and declare over the nations that Christ is King. Holy Spirit, let your fire fall. Upon every person listening, let the all-consuming fire of your presence fill them, Lord, that they can hear your voice, Father, that you would touch their eyes, that they could see your hand, they could see your works, they can see your plan, Father, touch their lips. With the coal from the altar. Father, give them boldness to declare your name through the nations. 
to declare the name of Jesus to the sick, to the dying, to the hungry, to the poor, to those that are in prison. Father, we declare over the nations that Jesus is King, that Jesus is Lord. Father, we declare your word over the nations. Father, that you would turn men's heart to you. Lord, turn men and their wives and their children's hearts back to you. Father, that you would raise up men, women, and children to be intercessors, to stand before your throne and cry out on behalf of the nations. Father, that you would raise up laborers, speak into their heart, raise them up, birth kingdoms in their spirit. Father, that you would birth nations and kingdoms in our spirit. As um, you know, it's funny. People will ask, like, how how easy is it, or how do you pray for the sick, and things like that. And you know, it's funny because you know how simple it is to pray for the sick. Is you find someone who's sick, and then you lay your hands on them, and you just pretty much say in the name of Jesus, and you ask for them to be healed. Jesus said, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's pretty much it. And, you know, faith is taking steps. What does it say in Hebrews? It says, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's taking that one step and walking across the street or stopping the person in the mall or at the bank or at the gas station or at church or wherever you're at and saying, I just want to pray for you. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're not going to get healed. It's not you that does the healing. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the name of Jesus that does the healing. The only thing that you have to do is actually be the vessel for him to use. Like Isaiah, when God said, who will I send? And he's like me. And we desire for the Lord to use us, not just in healing, but in You know, preaching the gospel, preaching the name of the Lord Jesus to the nations, declaring to those who are lost and without him that he is the way and the truth and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him, that he is waiting with open arms for those who would come to him, for as many as would receive him, he gives eternal life. Jesus, for anybody who's listening to this show, Father, that you would turn their hearts to you. Jesus, reveal yourself to them. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to the lost. Reveal Jesus to them. For the Lord knows your name. You know, uh, in the Bible, one of the people who Nathaniel, it's funny because Nathaniel um, was brought to Jesus and, and, you know, and he, uh, Jesus said, why, when you were sitting in the tree, 
um, or before when you were sitting under a tree, I, I knew I saw you. You know, the father knew you before you were born, before before the atoms of your body even came together, before the molecules were formed. The father knew your name, every hair on your head. He knew the plans and the purposes that he was going to have for you. Good things to give you a future and to give you a hope. Of all the messages that preachers or prophets or teachers can preach and declare and speak on and you know I love the word of God and you know we can go through the scripture and the Holy Spirit will make it come life and there's so much in his word but the only message that we can give you the only message that matters is Christ Jesus and him crucified that Jesus is the only way and he will fill your heart with light. He will take the wretched and dirty and disgusting and he will make you new. He will take the heart that has been hardened and he will give you a new heart and give you praise and as the word declares that in his presence is fullness of joy. The Bible says we don't even know what we will be. It's an amazing thing what God does when he takes someone and declares his love over them. And they see themselves through his eyes. You know, you know, we go back to the story of Adam and Eve and, you know, it, doesn't really matter whether you believe it or or don't believe it but you know it's funny because you know Adam and Eve sin and then they try to hide themselves from the father and he's still in the garden like calling out to them looking for them and he's like a, there's a singer named Dennis Jernigan who wrote a song about it and he's and he said come walk with me Son, daughter, come walk with me. And the Lord is crying out for you to come walk with him. Come experience life with him. Not a God that's somewhere far up in the heavens, but a God who is real and present and as close as the words that are coming out of your mouth. And he wants you to walk with him. He wants you to spend time with him and he wants you he wants to show his love to you um you know i wanted to read for you and it's actually not in the bible um there's a book um from an old um monk named brother lawrence and 
I'm just going to read a small part of this, but, you know, um, he believed, Brother Lawrence believed that everything you do should be with him in mind. And I am firmly convinced more than almost anything else that in your Christian life, in your Christian walk, you don't have to try you don't have to struggle and try to be great. Or, I mean, Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest then be a servant, but it's not what I'm talking about. I mean, you don't have to try to do the works of the Lord. You don't have to try to do anything. You just have to love Jesus. You just have to allow him into your life. You just have to allow him and give him a place, you know, um, in my uh, house, um, in our room, we have this chair and it's, it's the Jesus chair. It's the chair that my wife goes in when she wants to pray. And it's like, it's like just a chair, but it's been sanctified for the Lord. And, you know, we have to do that with ourselves, with our lives. We have to take parts of our lives and we give them to the Lord and say, this is, this part is yours, Jesus, do whatever you will with it. And, I think once you get to the place of gradually committing yourself to the Lord and allowing him to work through you, allowing him to speak through you, and not only working through you and speaking through you, but speaking to you, I think sometimes we just need to stop, go into our secret place, close the door, shut everything out, shut the world out, and just be still. The Bible says be still know that he is God sometimes we just need to take his word and we need to like put our nose to his word and seek his face to be still and let the father speak to you let the father sing over you because he's continually singing his love to you and sometimes we overlook that sometimes it's all about everybody else and it's about the world and but it starts with what he's doing in your heart and it starts with you accepting the love of the Father. You know, it says, as many as received him, and as much as you're willing to receive the Lord is as much as he's willing to pour out and more. It says, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for those that love him. But this, um, just a prelogue to this book, and it's really short, and I'm going to just read this part. It says, the value of this little book is extreme simplicity. The trouble with most of the religion of the day is its extreme complexity. Brother Lawrence was not troubled with any theological difficulties or doctrinal dilemmas. For him, these did not exist. His one single aim was to bring about a conscious personal union between himself and God. And he took the shortest cut he could find to accomplishment, to accomplish it. It goes on to say what he did, what Brother Lawrence did, all can do. No theological training or any special views are needed. No churches or cathedrals or elaborate rituals could make it. It says a kitchen and an altar were as one to him. And to pick up a straw from the ground was as grand a service as to preach to multitudes. The time of business, said he, does not with me defer from the time of prayer and in the noise and clutter of my kitchen while several people are are at the same time calling for different things. I possess God and his great tranquility as if I were upon my knees at the blessed sac uh, sacrament. You know, the, the, the point is that 
we need to understand that there's a time and a place to close your door and to just seek his face. But then, you know, when you leave that closet, when you leave that secret place, when you leave the altar, you take him with you into the world. You take his presence and you take that relationship and the fellowship and the communion of God and you live it 24 hours a day, seven days a week because the only thing that really changes is our mindset. He doesn't change. He's never far away from us. He doesn't like stay in the closet. He comes with us. And if we would begin to commit our lives with the understanding that the Father is with us, it says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. If you want to see the power of God in your life, then have your life become all about God and give him everything, commit everything to him. I'm not meaning that you need to like sell everything unless the Lord puts it on your heart. You just have to love him. It's all about loving Jesus. It's all about loving Jesus. If you need prayer, um, you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com and we'll pray for you, intercede with you. Um, we also have a chat room open at uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayerinternational. Um, so we only have like 12 minutes left. Um, I didn't realize the show was going to end so quickly. You know, you set these things and you don't know what the Lord's going to do or which way he's going to go or the direction he's going to move in. And then like the time just like disappears. So I'm going to we'll put another worship song on. Um, but let's just uh, before we do that, let's, um, I guess, close this out in prayer. Um, Father. Lord, as we stand before you in the holy place, Father, you said having boldness to enter, come boldly through the throne of grace in which we are accepted in a time of need. Father, and there's no greater time of need than the, the way our nations are right now, Father. We declare your word over the nations and over the kingdoms, Father. Father, we cast down principalities and powers and the evil rulers of the darkness, Father. We cast down the demonic and declare the name of Jesus and declare the light of the gospel to the nations, Father, we ask for your will to be done for the presidents of not only the United States and Europe and Africa, but every leader across the world, Father. You, the word declares that you raise up kings and, and lower kings, Father, and we know that your plans and purposes are moving throughout the earth, Father. So we declare your word, Father, upon the kings and the leaders, Father, that you would bless them, Father, that you would bless Israel, Father, and keep her safe, Father. Lord, bless your people, Israel, Father. Father, that anybody who can hear my voice, Father, who doesn't know you, Father, if they have family members that don't know you, Father, that you speak to them, Father. Take people listening. Lord, give them boldness to declare your word to their family members, Father. If anybody who's listening, if they have an injury or sickness or disease or whatever, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for them to be healed right now. Holy Spirit, that you would heal them completely and totally, Father. Father, that you increase their faith, Father. Cause them to hear your voice. Make your word become alive to them. Father, declare your plans and your purposes to them. Father, declare your anointing upon them, Father.
separated years ago
habitation in this place tonight. Resting. A holy Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.